The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Big Game Squares Contest. A $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. $57 SGPN gift cards for every bingo hit exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're heading out to Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday, 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Hi, y'all, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 289. Going to go up to G.H. Derek in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, who said Sergey Spivak via submission, and bingo, lo and behold, it happened. So we'll send this out to him. No one else was uh, out out there saying that Spivak was going to win via, via decision, at least not in our realm of the Discord. So, um Another person who did not say Sergey Spivak for via decision is me, one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Same with my co-host. He didn't say it either. Um, last night we had a UFC fight night slumber party, as someone called it in the uh, in the, <laughs> in the Discord. It ended at like 3:30 in the morning. I don't know if my co-host made it to the end um, because he stopped uh, messaging. Uh, a little bit before that, but let's bring him in and find out. It's the one and only Gumby Vreeland. Hello. I did actually make it to the end, which is yep. wild because I've fallen asleep on like the, the fight cards that are ending at like 1 a.m. before. And then I have to like wake up and rewatch the main event, um, especially like if it was like, you know, Holly Holm versus uh, Raquel Pennington or something like that in the main event. <laughs> yep. like, Good yeah, choice. That's like a gift wrap one to fall asleep to. Uh, but no, this one, I was awake the entire time. Uh, my phone did die with two fights to go. And I was like, I'm not walking into the bedroom and waking my wife up at 3 a.m. to find my phone charger. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to have to go radio silent here. So, um, yeah, I, I managed to stay up for the whole thing, was a little bit disappointed. Also, uh, I do want to quickly throw it out here because you said um, that you know, GH Derek had put it into the, um, both in the discord and in the, uh, the contest. Good. Or, I was hoping that. Yeah. Yeah. He did put it in the contest. Sergey Spivak by submission plus three forty. He was the only person to hit one. Whoa. Um, which is pretty crazy. Um, because you know, there, there's like dozens and dozens of entries every single week. And I think it's because some people, some people go hard in the paint, man. Like there was a, <laughs> There was a plus 5,500 uh, Jesus Aguilar by submission in the second almost round. Almost happened. Oh, second round. Okay. <laughs> I, did it almost happen? Though? Like, we don't no. have to jump the gun <laughs> yeah. and talk about the earliest prelim. But this is why we needed Laura Sanko on yeah. commentary. Because I, I know you sometimes watch it on mute. So that, that doesn't no, count. No, not last night. That's for sure. Really? You you watched the, the full commentary last night? I did, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so when that submission attempt was happening, she's like, oh, this is not close. Uh, and 
like that's the kind of commentary that should be there because if, if that that submission is close, it's it's a submission that should score rounds, right? That that's the whole point of you know like yeah. why we talk about how close it is if he's not going to get it. And Joe Rogan screaming to the audience, <laughs> it's in deep, it's almost finished, he's going to tap, or whatever the hell he's yelling. People who don't really understand scoring or people who don't really understand jujitsu at a deep level think that Aguilar could have won that round, right? Or would have been thinking Aguilar was going to win that round. Now, ultimately, that doesn't matter, right? Aguilar winds up getting just absolutely demolished at the end of all of this. But, like... That's why it's so important to have a knowledgeable person in there. And it's so great that Laura Senko gets to be that person. Yes. Hopefully more to come. Yeah. It was a good team last night. Uh, I actually surprisingly don't, I didn't like Bisbing as a, uh, as a fighter, but I don't mind him at all as a, as a commentator. And then uh, they had Laura and John Gooden, which was a nice surprise too. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a good commentating team last night for sure. Yeah, I didn't see John Gooden coming. That was like a total surprise, but I loved it because that's who she worked with on Road right. to the UFC, which made it even better. Um, and then I would also say, I, I want to go back to what you said. You hated Bisping as a fighter. Yeah. It, was, was there a reason why? Because I also hated him as a fighter. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, it's, I don't know. Maybe it was the attitude at the point. At that point, I'm not. I'm not sure why. But he wasn't one of my favorite. Maybe hates a strong word, but he wasn't one of my favorites to, to say the least. Oh, I really hated him. I, I, I thought he was the worst. And it was it was two reasons. There were two reasons why I hated him. It was uh, the first one was that he beat Chris Lieben in the only Chris Lieben <laughs> yes. fight that ever was not fun to watch. Because yeah. uh, he like danced around Chris Lieben and, and didn't make that fight fun at all. Um, and then I thought he lost the Anderson Silva fight. And that also pissed me off. Uh, well, so yeah. like, those two always stuck out as reasons I didn't like Michael Bisping. But yeah, he's a... He's a good enough commentator that he doesn't get in the way of other shit. Yes. Yes. Um, so you you hate him for things out of his control. Uh, him winning fights that you don't think he should have won. Interesting. Good. I mean, good like, that, well, well, back in the day, Chris <laughs> Lieben was like the only fighter I rooted for harder than Andre Arlovsky. Um, yeah. Because I do. I, I'm a big Chris Lieben fan. So, um, like, watching Chris Lieben have these, like, bloody carnage wars that he like roared back and threw punches at and like wound up winning, you know, the, the fight with sexy Yama and all the, like so many good ones. And then he gets his chance that would have been, it would have gotten him a title shot. I think if he beat Bisping and it Bisping, like just like counterpunched and boxed for 15 minutes in the most frustrating manner. So it was just like, you, he shouldn't have fought Chris Lieben in Chris Lieben manner. Like that would be insane. Uh, but I really wanted him to. <laughs> this episode totally off the rails already because you had to bring up Chris. I mean, Lieben. do you want to talk about Derek <laughs> Lewis's sad grappling defense? Yeah. Well, that was not a surprise. So, um, talk about our sad picks as well. Uh, I started off the night started off so promising for me. I got hit the first five, even though I probably shouldn't have hit the one, but I, anyhow, yeah, you, I hit, def you definitely should not have. <laughs> hit, hit the first five. And then, uh, it, things went, went off the rails, but one place where things don't go off the rails is at WinBet. is WinBet is the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network. WinBet is active in a bunch of States and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, AKA WinBets. build your own bet. Plus the big game is here and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. 
So much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play the winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Plus the SGP live show in Phoenix for the big game. If you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show is free and you'll be able to watch the, sh- watch the show and have some drinks with the guys at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. I didn't know the Pro Bowl was, Pro Bowl was so popular, Dan, but I guess it is. <laughs> I, I think it might That's be a different game. game. I think is it might it? be a different right. one. Yeah. Okay, it is just... it is always fun that, that like ad reads for, for and not just this podcast, yep. but every podcast, we have to call it the big game. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to say it anymore, apparently. So yeah. But I didn't I still have we still haven't said it. So there you go. Take that. Um all right. Let's move on to this atrocity of an event because it didn't turn out so hot for us. Um it was UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Bivak a.k.a. UFC Vegas 68, not South Korea like it was supposed to be. Went down from the UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada. Main event, Sergey Spivak, ragdolled Derek Lewis multiple times until Lewis got too tired to or couldn't be bothered to uh, try anymore and then quickly got him in an iron triangle choke, 305 in the first round. We were hoping Lewis could catch him on the feet. He didn't really get a chance. I'm really glad you used the phrasing you did about this fight because you said – you you said he couldn't be bothered to defend anymore. It did feel like he quit, right? Yeah, or it, or he, he gassed out. Probably, but, more. but like, but like he gassed out. But then th- there's a difference between gassing out and like not being able to get up from those takedowns, right? Because that's what he was doing early. Is is he would get taken down, he would work his way up. It was clearly zapping his energy. And then there's you know like w- once you're tired, you can't stand up, so you're just laying down. But when somebody reaches for an arm triangle like that to not move your arm or, you know, bridge your body or shrimp away or like any of the moves that you are taught to do to defend that. He didn't do any of those. He basically like picked up his arm for him. It was almost like this is the most merciful, merciful way that I can go. And I'm happy that it's over now. Um, yep. Sadly. Yeah. Cause it, it just felt like it felt like he didn't trust himself. And I don't know if this is, and maybe this is a question for you. Do you feel like this is a Derek Lewis is all done B Derek Lewis met a situation that is bad for him or C Sergei Spivak took a huge step forward. Not C. <laughs> you don't feel well, like C. I, I mean, like, uh, I feel like there's a, a hint of C in there because like Sergei, the Sergei Spivak who lost to Marcin Tybura was not in that cage last night. That That's not the same guy right there. I don't think. But so it's it's probably a combination of two, right? It's probably not just it, it's probably a little bit of C. But which of those two A and B do you feel like? Do you feel like it's Derek Lewis done? Derek Lewis bad matchup? Probably both, but mostly I will lean to number two bad matchup. I kind of think so too. Like he he's always been the kind of guy who like fails against certain things. Like he fails against the uh, the wrestlers, like he did in his title shot, right? Like. Um, and granted, Sergey Spivak is not Daniel Cormier, but uh, it is it is definitely the type of matchup that has always been bad for him. But he just looks so awful in there. So um, I'm not sure if I've settled on A, B or C yet, but it, they're they're all distinct possibilities there. 
Yeah, no one is Daniel Cormier because there's no such person as Daniel Cormier. But anyhow, uh, moving... I, I refuse to give you your friends' pronunciations. <laughs> I will give you only English pronunciations of American fighters. Uh, <laughs> okay. If, if Manon Thoreau uh, was born in Louisiana or Oklahoma, or I can't remember where Cormier was born, I would call her Manon Thoreau. <laughs> right. Fair. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> But what is okay? If that wasn't a good matchup for Derek Lewis, what is a good matchup for him at this point? Well, we said heavyweights that hit hard are a problem because they're the only ones that finish him. Um, but now we got a grappler that doesn't hit hard finish him. So what is a good matchup for him at this point? I mean, like the the Justin Taffas, Parker Porters of the world, probably. Like like whoever Which. wins whoever wins that matchup should probably because that's that's this weekend. Parker Porter versus Justin Taffa. Probably whoever wins that should fight Derek Lewis. Somebody like that. Because it, it's, you're right, it, it's not, you, you can't put him in there with Tai Tuivasa, as we learned. You can't put him in there with Sergei Spivak. So, like, I, I don't know. It, it feels like you're running out of stylistic matchups that make sense for him. And he makes a butt ton of money, right? Like, he's 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 one of the UFC's guys. Uh, and he's main eventing it all the time. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what's left for him at this point. It, it's kind of sad to see it fall so quickly. That's, that's the problem. You, you, you brought up the problem, the money, he gets paid too much to probably fight the people you just mentioned. Um, yeah, you, you can't put that and you can't put, cause, cause here's the other thing in order to pay him that much money, right? You have to get value off of his name. And there's still value on his name. People love watching this dude fight. So you got to put him in the main event of a fight night every single time he throws down. And, like, people probably tuned in at 1 a.m. to see him fight or 3 a.m. to watch him fight uh, Sergei Spivak. But would you do the same if it was, like I said, Parker Porter, Justin Taffa, or, you know, Mohamed Usman or somebody like that? Like, no, you're that that's not a sellable main event. So, like, yeah, I, I don't really know what happens next. Yes. Okay. Um, enough of the negative. What happens next with Sergei Spivak, the polar bear? You know, he called for a top five matchup. I don't quite think top five makes the, the most sense for me. Because if you, if you look at the top five of the division right now, you're talking about Surreal Gaines, Stipe, Pavlovich, Blades, or Toivasa. Maybe Toivasa in there, right? But, like... I mean, I guess he beat number seven, Derek Lewis, but maybe a comeback fight for Tom Aspinall. Maybe that's the right move to see if Tom Aspinall's knee is still destroyed. Like if he's on his way back, maybe give him that one. And then, uh, or, or maybe like, you know, Alexander Volkov is fighting. Um, who did I see Alexander Volkov was fighting? Um, Alexander Romanov. And it's right, like yeah. in a week or something like that. Maybe the winner of that sort of makes sense for for him he, and i don't think he's fought either of those guys if i'm not mistaken so like maybe, maybe that one makes the most sense All right. oh he, are, he already got knocked out by aspinall in, in retrospect in like uh, a round so maybe not that one so yeah pr probably the winner of volkov romanov all right, there you go. It's been booked, so uh, we shall we shall see. Co-main event, we missed on that, too. Oh, yeah, we missed on Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis was... I was all in on Lewis via knockout, so, yeah, th this hurt. Um, it was the only thing that messed up the hungry man, John Parlay, too, because yeah, as you'll... True. I hit a, a plus 360 earlier in the night. He sure did. 360-degree three, donk he hit. Um, light heavyweights, the brown bear mauled the Daung Jung or Da Woon Jung. I think he may be going by now. He, he uh, uh, skunked him on the boards. 
three rounds to none. I thought a split decision was incoming uh, just because it seemed like it was a tight enough fight that we were going to get a wacky scorecard. But no, everyone uh, was very clearly um, valuing what uh, Devin Clark did each round. Yeah, I I thought maybe, and maybe I just wasn't watching super close, but I thought maybe Jung had won a round in there somewhere. Like, like maybe... Maybe the last round, but I mean, like props to them. They they all were on the same page and it, it did definitely feel like Clark won. I, I have to ask after watching that because Clark looked really good, right? Like he put his wrestling together. Um, I, I didn't like how much he was being held against the cage, but like he looked faster. Now, this is his third fight since moving to elevation outside of Jackson Wink. He's two and one with only a loss to Azamat Mirzakhanov, who we now know is like a pretty dangerous dude. Like, is it possible that like maybe Devin Clark isn't as spent as we thought he was once upon a time? Who who knows? This is light heavyweight. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not like that fight was so hot either. It, it was it was well, I guess it, it was impressive for Clark, but it, it was a yawn. Yawn fight that that was a um real challenge to keep people awake i'm sure they lost some people um when, when that fight was happening at three in the morning but yeah I, I we obviously we can't write them off at this point like we probably had already uh devin clark so we'll, we shall see and it is it's it's just the lack of finishing ability is probably what's gonna bite him uh, yeah it, it always has out. too like he's got one finish in his whole career which is in a, a well, one one knockout in his I should say whole career, his UFC career, and that's wild because like on the regional scene, he, he was a finisher if I remember correctly. Like I think I remember him in RFA just like handing people their ass, and like now he's in the UFC and he's finished one person, and it was just William Knight at heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, not a good look there. Um, so muscles don't equal finishing ability always. Is what I, I guess they, we uh, we can learn from there. They do not. He they looked jacked though. though. He looked bigger though. <laughs> yeah, he's wild how how big he is. He wants to deadlift a thousand pounds just like Gumby. So um, that's exactly what him, I so. deadlift. Yes, <laughs> have you ever deadlifted in your life? Uh, I think my baseball uh, strength and yeah. conditioning coordinator used to make me, but I haven't lifted weights <laughs> until he since he last made me uh, lift weights. <laughs> Which was a long, long time ago because Gumby's an old man now. All right, so yeah. we, we whiffed on well, those two. We did get Marcin Tybura, got himself a nice uh, kind of boring win. Yeah, a, a typical Marcin Tybura win, minus 135. Um, he's going against the block of concrete that uh, basically ha- has, the, uh, has the chin of a, a block of concrete as well and wasn't able to finish him. Not that Tybura... Not that we were expecting him to finish him, but anyhow, we took him at minus 135. This was our lock pick, so we nailed our lock at least. Yeah, it was good to see the lock pick come through. Tybura looked pretty good in this fight. I will say this. I, I want to see round three marching Tybura in round one. Yes. Is that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like he Put he, your foot on the gas, bud. Yeah, he, he seemed afraid that it might be one-to-one going into that last round, which apparently on two different judges' scorecards it was. I'm I'm not quite so sure about that. I think I had it 30-27. Um, but, like, he, he decided to put his foot on the gas so he wouldn't lose. And he, he did so with, like, furious grappling and, like, blanketing him and beating the hell out of Like, where's that in round one? Because if that's there in round one, I think, the, the ref steps in and, and waves it off on Ivanov, right? Like, there's no way he could take two rounds of that. It wasn't Bellator refs, so yeah, possibly. 
Dude, they were. <laughs> we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show, but yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> they wanted they wanted blood. They wanted um, death. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, no. But yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Make sure you tune in Monday. We're going to talk about how great my regional picks are again. Yeah, they sure <laughs> they sure were. But yeah. Um, all right. So what are you doing with Ty Burrow next? I mean, again, step up. Uh, maybe rematch with Sarah Gay Spivak wouldn't yeah. wouldn't suck. Um, Timeline, you know, obviously uh, a line there. Yeah, you. I mean, you could also run him against the people who we were just talking about, right? Like, he, I, I put him in the same category as Sergei Spivak right now. I, I don't think there's a big difference between the two. I, I'd be fine watching him fight. You know, Spivak has already fought Tom Aspinall, and he's already fought Romanov and Volkov. So, like, maybe he fights Aspinall and and uh, Spivak fights the winner of those two, the Romanov-Volkov fight. But, like, somewhere in that range. Not quite top five, but, like, making progress towards that. All right. Excellent. Okay. Um, I almost forgot to tell you about another another couple of our giveaways. Don't want to miss out on this. We have a big game squares contest. There's that term again, big game. SGPN is giving away $1,000. Hopefully not out of my pay or Gumby's pay. In their big game squares contest, it's completely free to enter. All you all you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating, preferably a five-star rating. I'll imagine that part. Uh, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. And if that's not enough, we also have big game bingo. Also make sure to sign up for the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you win a $50 to $7 SGPN gift card. I just got some more SGPN gear the other day. Good stuff. Uh, only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Free to play exclusively and exclusively on the SGPN app. So we're just giving away things left and right here. Um, who gave away a, oh, the next one? I was going to say, I had, a, I had a transition, but it was a draw. So I have no transition here. It wasn't really a draw. Duhu Choi uh, should have won the fight against Kyle Nelson, but it was ruled a draw. 29-27 was the correct card for Choi. One judge had that right. The other two had it 28-28 due to um, Choi headbutting Nelson uh, while they were both on the ground. So this was a push, thankfully, because I was about to lose my bet and Gumby was about to win it. Yeah, th- this is a this was a bad scorecard because, again, I, I think he won all of the rounds anyway. Yeah. Um, do you, do you want to hear the saddest part about this? Do, do you know who the, do you know who the judge is who gave him all of the rounds? Sure dog is on the judging panel now. No, no. The, the one who actually got it right and gave Duhu Choi all the rounds was Adelaide Bird. Oh, I thought you were going to say her. She, she nailed it. Um, which I mean, that says probably more about Chris Lee and Eric Cologne. Uh, um, but, but all, uh, all joking aside about her, uh, Round two was close. I could see giving round two to Nelson. He had like some success there or or maybe, I mean, I guess you could probably give him round three, maybe. I don't know. Round two was Uh, when when he rocked him briefly, right? Yeah. So I guess he pretty much lost the rest of the round though. That's the thing. uh, Yeah. And so I I gave him all the choice. And also let's just talk about how gratuitous that, that point was because like, I, I, Dude, Nelson had his hand on the back of Choi's head. It felt like he pulled him into it. And even if he didn't, like, they need to get on the same page about what a point deduction is. Because how in the name is 
that a point deduction? And Jung Young Lee up kicking Ziya right in the face, or Zayi rather, Zayi right in the face. How is that not a point deduction? Yeah. Like, if how refs, are we gonna do? Yeah, how are we gonna do one of those and not the other one? That that's insane. Yeah. So sadly, well, not sadly, uh, happily for me, I, I didn't lose that pick because Nelson was one of my big underdog picks. Uh, opening up the main card, we got this one wrong because the top turtle curse works in reverse and it rhymes too. Uh, Adam Fugit. TKO'd Yasuki Kinoshida, 436 in the first round. Not a fluky one by any means. He uh, he was pretty much uh, winning this fight uh, the whole way through. Um, yeah, probably saved himself his job, too. Yeah, I, I he, he might have saved himself his job. Because here's the thing about Fugit. Is, Fugit's not young. Do you know that? No, he, no he's, he's like 34 or something they said. He's, thir- he's 34 already. So, like... Maybe he saved his job. Maybe he didn't. But he, they did feed him to two 22-year-olds straight out of the gate or two 23-year-olds. And this clearly showed he's got a lot in the tank um, because he's another one who's gone out there and beaten some, like, young guys in the regional scene. That's sort of how he got to the UFC. He beat Solomon Renfro um, in LFA, who is, a you know, like a highly touted prospect. They keep trying to give us Solomon Renfro in the UFC. And every single time he takes a step up, he loses to Adam Fugit or Mike Mallott or somebody like that. Um, I think he also lost to Johnny Parsons. So like three guys who went to the UFC, but like he's clearly got the wrestling chops uh, and, and the finishing ability. So yeah, props to Fugit. He, he looked good in there. I don't think we need to write off Kinoshita as not being good. Um, I, I still think he's got crazy knockout power. He probably needs to iron out his takedown defense a little bit. But again, he's 20, 22 or 23 years old. Like, plenty of time for him. Not, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, last night was not the night for that pick. So how did we do in the main card? Not so good. Um, I got one fight right. Gumby <laughs> got the same fight right. <laughs> so yeah, it was not a good end to the night. But we had a draw uh, in there too. So it wasn't yeah. four losses. Right. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Prelims and show Jubilee TKO punches and elbows over Jekka Saraji. I had Saraji. Gumby had Jubilee. Jubilee's wrestling was the was the uh, kryptonite for uh, Saraji last night. Jubilee minus one twenty was Gumby's pick. Yeah, I, I with this one I said I think a lot of people fell in love with Jekka Saraji's uh, knockout power. And when he fought a step up in competition, it's just not there, right? Like he, he just can't, you just can't start somebody with a spinning back fist when they like know what they're doing and are going to shoot a blast double and put you on your ass. Um, and, and I don't know about you, when you looked at all of these guys who were on uh road to the UFC, other than Rinya Nakamura, who is very clearly by and far the best one who came off the series, I think Jubilee might've been second. Yeah. Yep, very well could have been. Yeah, he he uh, he looked good. But um, next fight, split decision. Another one that Gumby should have won, but he didn't, and I won. Haha. Jing Young Lee beat Ija. Split decision. Twenty-seven thirty. Twenty-nine twenty-eight. Twenty-nine twenty-eight. That's some bad judge in there. Yeah, I mean, like this for me. I mean, like, I, I'm not sure I had the uh, 3027. Here's the thing. I think maybe all those scorecards are bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seemed pretty clear it was 2928 for Zayi um, or Yiza, however we're supposed to say it. It sucks because it did sound like on that uh, commentary that they were talking about. They, the losers here clearly aren't getting a contract. 
Um, it, it seems like that this is the end of the road for them. And it seemed like he had such potential and it just doesn't seem that way about Jung Young Lee, right? Like it, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about where he's going. Um, he is by far the worst winner off of it. Cause he wasn't really a winner. So, uh, and the upkick, I, I mean, like in, in yeah. the worst part about the upkick and not taking the point, he also took the position away. <laughs> yeah. That was the dad. Yeah. I, I'm not even Mark. Yeah. Mark Smith is usually, yeah, he's he's been bad the last couple, but like he used to be one of the better ones. Yeah, those days uh, are gone. Uh, so I'm glad I got that. Uh, Rinya Nakamura, this is the man who most impressed on the card. Um, right after Bisping said Kazama is going to open some eyes here, uh, got knocked out in 33 seconds by Nakamura. Like I said, a world class wrestler who can who can strike like Nakamura is is a scary thing. So the Bantamway bow came through. Yeah, he looked amazing, and it, it's so interesting to wonder where he fits in this division because there's so many good bantamweights. But like when you think about the bantamweights who like just picked up their first win in the UFC, you know, you think about like the the Brady he stands of the world, like he kills them, right? Like, yeah, like that that dude, and I like Brady a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's not going to hang with Nakamura. Nakamura hits harder. He's faster. He's got explosive wrestling. So, like, man, he he might be fast-tracked a little bit quicker than a lot of these guys. Um, and he's only 27. That, that's not terribly old for, for a Bantamweight. Oh, so Bantamweight Bo, is that the nickname for him going forward, we decided? I, I mean, I, I – sure, sure. You, yeah, mentioned, you, you mentioned the Bo Nickel uh, comparison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were saying like Bo, like as in like our, our yeah, like our like a, a romantic. He, he's our Bo. Um, no. <laughs> I was like, no, he's our Bo Nickel. Got you. Uh, he's our Bo Nickel, not our Bo Jackson. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a slightly different kind of wrestling, but yeah, like I actually think he's probably got a more well-rounded game already. Um, Bo Nickel's boxing has got some holes in it, and clearly Nakamura's is a little bit more shored up. That is true. That is true. Because there are levels to this, and uh, he, he basically was on—he's on a higher level than Nickel, is he? Was he not technically uh, wrestling-wise? Yeah. Um, I mean, like they—he the, uh, qualified for the Olympics, but he qualified through Japan, which is a little bit easier to do. And That's Bo Nickel—Bo Nickel lost his qualifying fight to be on the U.S. team to the guy who won the gold medal. So, like, uh, the probably the same level wrestlers. Yeah, that's true. Good points. All right. Uh, that's why Gumby's here. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Flyweights. Hyun Sung Park, rear naked choked. Sung Gok Choi, another hit for me. A lot of people were in on the Park Park um, parlay last night, and they were happy that they were. So uh, this park got me minus 200. Yeah, and this was one of those weird ones because I thought Sung Gok Choi was winning pretty clearly early in this fight, and then obviously the, yeah. the tides got turned. And then come to find out, uh, weird scorecards. Uh, nobody agreed on any of the rounds, uh, and it was tied going into the final round. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know much to say here other than uh, not terribly impressed with Young Sung Park, and even in like a thin flyweight division, like yeah. I, I don't know that there's a whole laundry list of flyweights I'm picking him over. Yep, very very true. Um, all right. Middleweights, uh, this man impressed. The Iron Turtle, Jean Young Park, uh, submitted Rudy Kachok, Dennis Tui Louis Lin after 
just pounding him with uh, with ground and pound four or five in the first round. We had the turtle at minus two fifteen. And we had the turtle by submission at plus yes, 360. Yes. Uh, yes, and did. I was I was yelling at the TV to just choke him <laughs> because when he was throwing that ground and pound, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to stop this. Um, and then they didn't. The beautiful, beautiful ref didn't stop it and forced him to sink in a rear naked choke. Um, yep. I, I think that line is probably inflated by the fact that Dennis Toyloyland is Russian and we just assume all of them can wrestle. Right. Yeah. Like, is that yeah. we're, we're just always going to assume the Russian guy can wrestle. And, and in this case, he very much cannot. No. So good win for the turtle. And then flyweights Tatsuro Tyra, a good win for him. Well, uh, he, he made a sweat, but uh, Jesus Santos Aguiar um, was working for us. Uh, we were actually talked about this fight, but uh, he had control of the fight until he didn't. Um, when he took a few seconds and then. Tyra is so slick on the ground. Triangle arm bar. He, he One submission wasn't enough. He thought he'd throw into 420 into the first round. Yeah, two things. First of all, wasn't close, his submission attempt, uh, as Lorisenko pointed no. out, and I did earlier on the show. And, and also... He, he, he had control, excuse me. He had control he, for the first yeah, yeah, four he, of whatever minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, secondly, Tyra's choice to go triangle from mount is is so ballsy you know it's what bo nickel did on contender series for his first contender series fight right against borigo um so like it's a ballsy move and that's how much faith he has in his grappling and i love it so yeah tyra is a i think at this point if not a top 10 flyweight he's got to be close yep let's see him against some good competition now um yeah tyra tyra was one of the bonus winner winners uh no fight of the night last night just performance bonuses Tyra Nakamura, Jubilee Spivak. Um, as for our picks, I Wait, went is that 60... every finisher hmm. that isn't Adam Fugit? Yeah, Fugit should have got one too. Poor guy. Oh no, Fugit uh, in uh, Jung Young Park in Hyung Sung Park. Both the parks and Fugit. So no, yeah. my bad. There, there was yep. there was plenty of finishers he didn't win. There was just um, later on. It, well, I, yeah, there was a finish in the main event. Sadly. Um, all right, I went six and four. Lost 160 bucks. Hooray. Uh, betting on every fight. Gumby, five and five, lost 265.92. So on the year, I'm at 61% below the level I expect. So got to crank that up. Gumby's at 56%, right about where we expect you, Gumby. Um, <laughs> well, we're both down money. So uh, Gumby's down more than I, double what I am down. Um, but, we're now, but we're now two and one in our locks. We're two and one in our locks and up $1.85, Dan. Well, we're not. We, I said we're not gonna. Do, we're not gonna just add random ass units to everything. Why do you insist on that? <laughs> one and two in dogs. I'm one and two in my props. You're one and one in your props. Yeah, the the push on the Yi Jian Kim, which by the way, we didn't fire anybody here. Oh, um, that's right. I well, guess the road to the UFC all guys. All the losers aren't getting units. Yeah, 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 aren't getting contract. But also, are we firing Mandy Bohm while we're at it? Yeah, I was thinking that after she backed out. I was thinking, yeah, she she, she may not see another day here because she was 0 two to begin with so yeah i think that's probably it for her huh uh tui louis lynn he's what's he's, his record he, he could be getting fired i'm just I'm just about to check he's he hasn't won i know that much he is oh he he did win really he's one and two now in the yeah he, did he knock out somebody terrible uh he won his last fight i can't remember who it was against so I feel like he's he not... beat, i feel like he beat like jamie pickett or something like that yeah, that sounds right he's done <laughs> lost win lost win lost now at this point so who knows? Um, Fugit, we, he would have got fired, but he saved his butt there. So, and Derek Lewis is safe. Don't worry if people are worried. The boss says, the ball boss says Derek Lewis is safe. So it was it was Jamie Pickett, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
I was thinking, do we have UFC this week? Yeah, we. we I don't think they've hyped this up enough. We have a big pay per view coming up uh, from Perth, Australia. UFC 284. Don't let the date fool you. It's um, it might be happening on the 12th in Australia, but it's happening uh, depending where you listen to us. Actually, we have a lot of Australian listeners. Uh, it's taking place on the 11th in North America, as per usual, Saturday night. Um, Islam Makashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, champ, champ for the lightweight championships main event. Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett for the featherweight, sorry, interim featherweight championship because the real champs fighting in the main event. Jack Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown. Justin Toffa versus Parker Porter. Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minifield. That's the main card. Prelims, Tyson Pedro Modestus Bukoskis is back. We haven't discussed that, but he's back. Joshua Kulabau, Melsic Bag-Dazarian, Shannon Ross, Cleetson Hodhiguez, Jimmy Malarkey, Francisco Prado. That is your prelims. And then early prelims, Jack Jenkins, Don Shanus, Luma Lukbunmi, Elise Reed, Shane Young, Blake Builder, and Zubara Tukugov, Elvis Brenner. So very stacked with um, Oceanic fighters. Yeah, it's, it's like Oceana versus the world on this card, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also say this, like a lot of people, a lot of fun under the radar fights here, too. Um, that Josh Kolobau versus Melsic Bagdazarian fight, that that's going to be fireworks. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Jimmy Crew versus Alonzo Menafield is kind of a sneaky good fight, too. Um, yeah, they, they I, I, I know I've. Yeah, I've heard some people really excited about the Alonzo Minifield as an underdog, um, which I'm not sure I love, but um, it's at least interesting. Yeah, I haven't done my in-depth research yet, so I, I can't tell you what way I'm leaning. So anyhow, let's, um, let's put this one to bed. That is your UFC recap. We will be back, as we just mentioned, um, Monday with the regional recap and we're going to give you picks for LFA because our discord turned into an LFA hub. It was actually a Bellator hub too last night, but we'll, we'll discuss that tomorrow. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday will be our USC pay-per-view breakdowns Wednesday, the prelims and Thursday, the main card. Um, what can I tell you? Get on the discord. As I mentioned already, Twitter, SGPN MMA, Gumby runs that account for us. He's a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. Uh, I told you about my, no, I didn't tell you actually, if you want to see the payouts, uh, Bellator payouts, UFC payouts, uh, enter picking contests, read up my other MMA writing. I'm at moneymma.substack.com. Gumby hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast. So listen to that. And all our writing is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, I think that is all I need to tell you until we meet again, which will be tomorrow. I will remain the Iron Turtle, Jeff Fox. He Gumby will remain peace of mind, Daniel Vreeland. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.